0: The Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guide. Hey guys, it is the Mess It Up podcast once again. We are here with show number 123. It's the counting show, one, two, three. And, uh, Hopefully it's going to be a good time. This is actually a redo of a show that was supposed to come to you back in... Ah, gosh, I think March or April sometime we recorded and uh, recorded. I'm doing it with air quotes because we didn't really record because uh, I had some technical difficulties. So we had all of me talking and none of my guests. And it was a fantastic show. So we've been working, 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 trying to get our schedules to mash up. And they finally did. And so uh, we're going to bring you the show here. But I want you to know that the the word of the week that we picked way back when, we're keeping it as the same word of the week, and it's undeniable. And this show, like the story of uh, these people, is is undeniable we were not going to let the world and technology beat us we were gonna have a show so here we are doing show number 123 and it is undeniable if you can use that word in a sentence this week give yourself 10 bonus points as always keep track of them your own self and if you want to do something that seems undeniable and put a picture on uh, any of our social media that would be great don't do something dangerous and stupid don't do something illegal. But if you know, it's undeniable that you can hit like, you know, I don't know, 20 free throws in a row, go for it and do it. Uh, put that on our social media. We, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we are on Reddit and believe it or not, we are on MySpace. and people have been interacting with us on MySpace. So check us out on MySpace as well, because it is super duper old school and fun. Um, I want to remind you that uh, the best way to get this show into other people's ears is to rate us and review us on whatever you're listening to. So if it's uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever you happen to be, wherever you found this show, give it a rating, give it a review so other people can find it just like you did. Post on uh, Tuesday, that hashtag is... Tune in Tuesday. Just put a show link and uh, we really appreciate getting the word out. You can also sponsor us on Patreon. We um, we love what we do and uh, we're only able to do it because people give us money to do it and um, we appreciate all of our patrons so if you go to messituppodcast.com you can push the little button that says become a patron and for just as little as a dollar a month you can sponsor the show financially, keep us going, get some cool swag for doing it as well so um Thanks for joining in. If you do uh, join the uh, patron uh, movement with us, everybody gets who becomes a patron gets a free book uh, from me. Um, my book is called Still in Beta because God's not done with me yet. He's still doing some beta testing. And uh, you'll get a book in the, the version of your choice. It's on Kindle. It's on Apple Books, and we also can get you a paperback copy uh, from Amazon as well. If you don't want to sponsor us but you still want to get a book or you want to buy one for a friend, check those out. We appreciate all the people who do uh, buy the book and get the story out there. So I think that's about it uh, for that. Uh, Pastor Dan, I got it done in three minutes and 40 seconds, so uh, hopefully that will make you feel a little bit better today in Portland as you listen. Uh, And now, without further ado, after months and months and months and months, I want to introduce uh, my guests Rodney and Jennifer.
1: Hello.
2: Hey.
0: Hello. Yes, it is so good to have you. Uh, I've known Rodney now uh, because he knows my kids. Um, And it's been, I think, 15 or so years that I've known you now, Rodney. And then Jennifer came along kind of like Dave did because I knew my daughter and then Dave met her. And, well, I knew Rodney and then Jennifer met him and decided that she couldn't live without him. So now she's part of the, uh, the family as well. Uh, but uh, tell us just a little bit about yourselves, um, what you do, uh, and and what life looks like.
2: Well, I'm Rodney, and yeah, like you said, I have known Dave since I met him when he first graduated high school. And first graduated? Has he graduated more than once? First, uh, I first met him as he graduated high school. Um, and he was he was just your punk skater kid, but he had something something special about him. He he has still has had and still has a very tender heart, um, very um, unexpectedly wise in a lot of ways. Yes. Did you
0: meet him? Uh, you met him at at the church. Yeah. Yep. Doing, Doing uh, what was the circumstances? I
2: got talked into helping out with the youth group, and he was part of the youth group. Oh, nice. So I believe I was probably 24ish and I guess man, I'm not that many years older than him. I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know what our age gap is. But I mean, he feels he feels like a peer, you know. Yeah, I'm for sure older than him. And then we uh, <laughs> I did not realize. that. I thought you guys were the same age. Well,
0: that's interesting. I I just assumed you guys were both just punk skater kids and punk musicians. No, I was, I was, still, of it. I was
2: still trying to do that. I was neither today. Still, still hanging on to that. <laughs> Here
1: we are.
0: <laughs> Listen, I I talked to Dave today, and at least you're wearing a shirt, Rodney. I Dave had his hat I on backwards, shirt no shirt, just hanging out in in Hawaii. Looking, he looks, he totally reminds me of Wayne now from Wayne's World. He just totally looks like Wayne because he's always wearing a trucker hat and that's Dave well, yeah
2: yeah on that um I actually think last night was the first time I'd worn pants since February oh wow how pants that is you've been out just,
0: was it cold or did you have to go out for something
1: I didn't go
2: out <laughs> well I had an opportunity to play to play guitar play some music oh. last night with, okay um with a free plug I guess are we do we do that here uh it's a thing called fire and glory edit that out okay so it goes on in san diego um, Where, where's that at tell us about it, it is in san marcos and it is a guy called jeremy nelson and it's um i believe they're on night 1112 13 holy mattress tonight. and it's they started every single consecutive night now they're just doing four nights a week it was just a let's get together and pray and worship and um look for angels
1: and, Turn into a little revival and
2: it went they were yeah it went like 50 nights in a row and then it went like 200 nights in a row and now they're not it's not totally continu- continuous now but it is up to over a thousand like that mercy
0: that is awesome How
2: did you get connected with that um well
1: michael yeah huh?
2: yeah I'm, I'm a guy that I was playing um I t- boy golly how, how much time do we have? Uh, I was uh, at a worship school and I met a guy who was doing some teaching there and I told him I would love to play guitar with him sometime and he said he was playing guitar for this guy Jeremy Nelson so he called me in one time but actually Jen knew about it before I did she's like hey did you hear about this thing going on up in North County San Diego and um, I had we just kind of watched it from a distance and suddenly I'm helping out playing music with it and enjoying the amazing speakers they have. They've had some wow. They've had some I don't know if they're they're I don't know if they're big name, but you know, in the what what some of us would call big name speakers. So what yeah. what is this called again? Fire and glory. Fire and, and glory. San Marcos.
1: Yeah, little little revival oh. meetings, prayer, worship, prophecy. Mm-hmm. little fireballs that get together and
2: there you go
0: elisha revolution yes. yeah that's exactly that's what it. Actually- okay elisharevolution.com
2: all right yeah, outstanding yeah so on that music wise rewind rewinding back to what we're here for well part of what we're here for that's how um our my relationship with dave carried on is he was playing drums and or learning drums <laughs> and um, he was just playing at the church and I was trying to play guitar as well. And we just both were on, found ourselves on the worship team. And, you know, he grew as a musician and I got a little better. And uh, we found ourselves playing in a couple bands together. One that actually made an album that I still think doesn't suck.
0: That was a great album. Yeah, I, I have it on my shelf there.
2: <laughs> Check that. out the verso, people. Still on iTunes. Yeah, there's another
0: slide. For- is it still on iTunes? Still yeah. iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Nice. But they don't take things down that don't sell.
0: No, you got to just, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, my book won't get taken down. They just keep it on there so yeah. they can
2: have numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. And, yeah, we just had, we had a great time playing music. And just, and once again, just Dave as a person, just bonding over, you know, just the fact that, um he would understand things that you wouldn't that that just would come up you know he he would say things you know there's conflicts, and he'd say, it's just people, and you'd say, "Yeah, I guess you're right that's just <laughs> that's, thats just who yeah. people are yeah, and yeah, just just <laughs> remarkably homespun un unassuming unexpected wisdom, and I think he still does that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Jennifer, you are a nurse, correct? I am. How long have you been nursing?
1: Oh, I, you know, I was just renewing my license today and I think um, 2007. So, what year, what, 13, going on 13? 13. Yeah, 13 years.
0: Wow. And what sort of nursing do you do?
1: Uh, Right now, I do home health. Yeah. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, I I don't do direct patient care anymore. I'm kind of out of that. I've been out of that for a while. So, a lot of um, administrative and over the phone, I get to talk to people. A lot of coordinating and paperwork kind of right. stuff, but um, yeah, more in an office setting. Awesome. But we help kind of equip our team on the ground to go out and see patients. So, yeah, okay. there's so many different ways to do nursing. But
0: yeah, I've done a lot of well, I but. my mom was uh, last year in uh, the middle of June. She fell and broke her sacrum, and uh, we had to arrange for. The home nurses to come and we don't i realized or i found out we don't have a, a local home nursing uh company in ridgecrest anymore so the nurses were having to drive two and a half hours from Northridge to come up to ridgecrest
1: amazing.
0: yeah yeah they were fantastic i mean that it, it, it's if if but i think people have a little bit better uh, appreciation for nurses now with the whole pandemic and everything like that but uh nurses are definitely unsung heroes um you know it's it's they do a lot of a lot of cool stuff, so yeah, i good I've, on you.
1: I've done that before too. I used to do before I did this, I was a hospice nurse, so I've been in the homes and the hospital setting do a lot of that uh, really intense work too so
0: yeah yeah we we just went through hospice with my mother in law in March. And uh, they did the most amazing thing for the everybody who had passed on in that quarter. Um, they had a Zoom um, memorial service for all the patients, and and everybody was just there. And I thought, well, okay, whatever, we'll just we'll do this. And, and it was still a little raw because we happened to be right at the end of the quarter, so they did it right after Mom. Uh, Passed but it was just really a beautiful thing and you could just see how much those hospice nurses, you know Cared about the patients still and, and some of those patients had been gone for you know three months and the connection was still there So good job. Good job. So uh, so we've got a musician an artist uh, a a nurse uh, in the medical arts and uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, the reason why I'm having you on the show here uh, Tell us about your
2: boy You want to start?
1: Yeah, we have, um, well, we have two amazing kids, but our firstborn, Jude, he is six and a half. He'll be turning seven in December. And, um, you know, when we were expecting him, um, we found out at our, like, our anatomical, our 20 week ultrasound that he um, had a birth defect. Congenital condition, and they, you know, they gave us some ideas of what they thought it was, but they weren't really sure what to expect. So that kind of changed our, um, you know, all of our. It's funny, you make all these plans when you're having a baby, you don't know what you're doing. You read a bunch of books and talk to people, and you put in a birth plan and do all this stuff. You have no idea <laughs> what's going to go, though. But even though you, you know those things can happen, you never think it's going to happen to you. It's so typical, but it's true. You don't, you think it happens to other people. And then here we're at this. Ultrasound, wondering why it's taking so long and why the girl keeps coming in and out. And I mean, I'm in the medical profession. I'm like, something's not right. I mean, she's not allowed the mm-hmm. same thing, but I don't, she keeps looking at the pictures and keeps going out. And then, um, so yeah, we met with the doctor. And um, I look back now and realize, like, after doing all the hospice work, and you know, I was a lot of times the person that would have those initial um, conversations with people about difficult things and pulling everything together and trying to come up with a plan for their loved one and the families. And, um, but being on the other end of it was kind of interesting. I thought the doctor did a, a really good job. And he actually nailed the diagnosis, which I thought was pretty amazing, considering he'd never seen it before. It's a very short time. And I realized he was probably in the office over there, like Googling stuff. <laughs> I don't know if about that quickly. But, you know, we went and sat with him and he said, I'm 50% sure this is what it is, but it can't be confirmed until later. But long story short, Gene was missing um, his fibulas in both legs. So it, what caught her eye on the picture was it changed the length of his legs. She kept looking and thinking, they're not measuring up to the right length. That's what they measure. and They check to make sure all the anatomy is normal and they're they're growing as they should be. And his legs were short and then she, they could see that bone was missing that early on.
0: And and that bone is the one that's below the knee yes. in the front, the, basically yes.
2: the shin? No, no, it's the one behind the shin. Is the fib- behind the shin? Yeah. The bar- one you can't okay. feel.
1: But below the okay. knee, yes, you have the fibula and the tibia and okay. um, it was missing the fibula on both sides. So, it, I mean, it changes the shape of your legs. and. Um, So, yeah, that just kind of put us on a different course for the pregnancy and um, suddenly in a bunch of um, extra appointments and oversight and things we didn't really want to be doing. I mean, we're grateful for the care, but it's not how we planned on it going, of course. Right. Um, Yeah. And then um, not knowing totally what to expect, and they didn't really either, Um, but... Yeah, I mean, that's the long and short of it. So then, you know, he he was born. The pregnancy went great. We gave birth, and then they confirmed that that's what he did have. And um, it was a pretty noticeable defect on his legs. He he, um, didn't really have formed feet. He couldn't stand. His legs were, the shape was very abnormal. Um, Otherwise, happy, healthy, normal baby. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: um, just a lower limb deficiency. Um, so the actual yeah.
2: diagnosis is called. Did you say no. it? fibular hemimelia? Wow, so the fibula bone, and then the hemimelia is medical speak for missing,
1: missing, or oh, okay. or or missing. partial. Yeah. So sometimes the bones only okay. um, they missing one, or it's just not the right length. Mm-hmm. But he was totally missing both, yeah. completely gone.
2: So I'm instantly. Googling and learning and trying to figure out what all of this stuff is. And did that help or did that make it worse? Well, I came across one Oscar Pistorius. You huh. that name may sound familiar. And actually, the the actual exact same diagnosis. And um, we did the same treatment that he did as well. Jen we can speak to that in a minute. So and strangely enough, that was right as the time his trial was going on so okay so i was for some reason following it with you know some sort of enthusiasm and you know i wanted him to be innocent because i wanted my boy to have this role model you know this right super fast sprinter who is beating able-bodied people you know um but you know the the, the evidence was mounting against him <laughs> yeah. and um you know which actually led me to start to look for other people and we came across um, challenge athletes which is based here in San Diego and they do events all over the world and I through my just through my career of um, graphic design and art I've worked with a photographer called um, who was actually the photographer for Challenge athletes so I called him right away and so he connected us with a couple other people and we talked to him a little and um, which actually gave me quite a bit more comfort because I'm the one that's more like, okay, let's go find other kids like you. Let's go see, let's go to camps. Let's go to all these meets. Let's go to, let's, you know, let's go show, let's go let you learn that you are not alone in this, you know? Yeah. Um. So I'm the one that that's always like spearheading all of those types of things. So um, you can probably rewind a little bit if you want to talk about um you know, just everything—the procedures that we decided to take with them.
0: My curiosity, Jennifer. How do you, how do you know if you're a mom or a medical professional when you're going into these meetings? How do you, do you try to be one or the other, or do you wear both hats? Or
1: um, that's a good question. I think that. Um, i don't know i think it probably flips back and forth but in that situation i think you're probably mom first and i would mm-hmm. say it's probably wise to treat people as a parent first because yeah. you're overwhelmed and you don't really know what's going on and i was we're first time parents on top of that right and quite frankly just like in most professions um they're so specialized now that I mean i know nothing about except for what you learn in school if it's not your area of expertise you don't really know a ton about that area you know basics and you can speak some of the language but i had no idea with that i'd never heard of it before and this doctor had never heard of it either so it's not a common thing
0: what kind of numbers do you have on this you know, like know, i don't per- know if it's
1: changed recently but when we first looked it up um started researching We found that um, it's so rare, especially for bilateral. Most kids only have one limb that's affected, but the bilateral is even less common. And um, it's like one in 50,000. I mean, you're way more likely to have several other things. So I think it's the most common limb deficiency, but it's still very rare.
2: Just Um, perspective on that. We were going to a a preseason football game right at the time, and we're sitting there and... Um, the now defunct Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. And I'm just looking around the stadium, like, okay, this place holds about 60,000 people and it's a preseason game. So it's not totally full. And I'm just like, okay.
0: It's a Chargers game. So it's not totally full.
1: Trying Back to stay on Chargers.
0: topic. We <laughs>
2: yeah. were actually there for the 49ers, but anyhow. Oh yeah. There you go. Okay. But I'm, I'm sitting there looking around the stadium, and I'm just like, okay, so one in fifty thousand—that's us, you know. Wow! If you look at all these people all the way around, so if that was that gave me kind of the the visual slash um, whatever kind of yeah mental picture of you know how how rare it is or yeah yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, you were you said this was a 20 week, um, uh, checkup that you had and that's when you found out. So, uh, I'm still not good with how many months they do be, or weeks because I do months
1: it was, well, so they, you know, they do it around, around four and a half, five months is when they do that.
0: Okay. okay. So you are about halfway through.
1: Yeah. You're halfway
0: through. a little more than half. Yeah, yeah.
1: They need, You don't have the baby developed enough where they can get a good look and make sure things are going okay. uh,
0: So how was the rest of the pregnancy then for you guys dealing with this knowledge? You
1: know, um, physically, like everything was fine. I felt fine. I had no difficulty with my pregnancy. What shifted for us was the management of the pregnancy, if you will. Like, um, I mean, I'm a nurse, but I I laugh because I always tell them I'm kind of a modified hippie. I'm not a super conventional nurse. I really prefer more um, like minimal medical intervention. And we were going to a birth center. I wanted to go through midwife, we wanted to be pretty low key about it. And that all shifted. they were like, Oh, no, Mm -hmm. you need to go not just to the hospital closest to us, but we had to go to a hospital in La Jolla. They wanted me with a high risk group. They wanted me near the NICU. And they started lining us up with all these specialists. And I'm like, we're doing all these tests. He's not even born yet. We don't even really know what we're looking at. And I feel fine. There was no if they hadn't picked that up on the scan, they would have never known. I mean, I didn't have any complications or anything. But here we were instead of doing minimal, we're doing extra, which I didn't really like that part. We were going to a ton of appointments yeah. and it was a little exhausting. But um, delivery, everything was great. The NICU team was there for about five seconds. They're like, Oh, he looks fine and they left. You know, delivery everything was great. So
0: was there was there a concern just because there was that that bone defect that there might be other things that followed and that was what oh, the yeah. NICU was because I'm thinking a leg it's not I mean it's, That's it's bad what
1: you're thinking but sometimes you'll find with um, deficiencies in a limb that it's not uncommon that it affects more than one limb upper and lower and then sometimes there's an organ involved like heart or um, something like that. So that's what they're looking for. If there was a okay. like, cardiac issue or trouble with lungs, you know, they don't totally know, or if there's neurological, something going on, they can't pick a lot of that up that early. So right. they were there to check. Um, and okay. all of that has been good for him.
0: So. Yeah. We were, and did that, did you, did that weigh on your mind as you're expecting parents? Cause I remember when, when I was expecting my daughter, I was working at a special ed school. And so I was working with multiple severe handicaps um, and they were 18 to 22-year-olds. And I was just thinking, okay, what if this is my kid? And I thought, well, at least I'm prepared for it. But I was always going through my mind, all right, what if, what if, what if? And and you guys knew, all right, something's not going to be 100% as we planned. Um, the It seems to me like emotionally, spiritually, that would be exhausting.
2: Yeah, I think we... I it was just hundred percent grace of the Lord. I knew in my spirit there was no neurological connection. And I, if there's anything I've been sure of spiritually, it was that 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 his his um, his brain and mental development was not connected at all. And yeah. I don't remember being super vocal about that, but I just remember thinking this is right. You know, there, there is, I, there is no connection. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I wish I could be more, um, just confident in my spirit on a lot more things. That I, that I was on <laughs> that, But I just, I I knew, I knew just beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was no neurological connection. And I would, but I would touch wow. it and say, well, we're pretty sure there's not, there's no evidence of, but I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't allow myself to tell people that I knew there wasn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you. Um, it's 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 interesting. Like I said initially too, you. You have all those thoughts of like, well, we never expected anything like this, and then I, of course it gives you empathy and compassion for other parents going through things, because you realize nobody ever thought they were going to go through anything, and, and not, in I I think it's in a. a Honestly, like a naive way. Why would you expect something bad to happen? You're not supposed to, right? I mean, you right. live in fear, and um, I mean, we don't, and expect the worst, and it just wasn't on the forefront of our mind. And um, I don't know, but um, it. I think it opens up so much between you as um, a family and um, a couple and your marriage. You're talking about things you never thought you'd be talking about um kind of figuring out how you process and i don't know how you plan and how you deal with all those emotions but i mean aside from that it we was still we had a great support network and yeah. still excited to be parents yeah. and really you know i remember at the appointment the doctor telling us what he thought it was and then saying well i this sticks out to me we, i just remember pieces of it but him saying well you know i um, sorry you guys are getting the news so late and it's just so late in the pregnancy and we kind of paused and we were like Mm. i don't know exactly what he was inferring but i you know sometimes if you get an ultrasound early enough and there's an option to like terminate a pregnancy they give you those options medically they have to but we were like i mean that would have been an option to us anyway and we were got an opportunity to share with them you know we're gonna be okay and we'll sort Mm. it out but um we're just gonna teach him to love god and and fear the lord and we're gonna be okay
0: yeah so that's all we have yeah. to
1: say so i'm glad in the middle of that that's kind of that's the truth and that's what we've always kind of stuck to so yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah so um we're halfway or half an hour into this already so i'm gonna i'm gonna push pause on it real quick and and switch this over to our, our song of the weekend when i originally talked to you rodney about doing this you were absolutely just sure about the word of the week was going to be undeniable and the song of the week was going to be come away. So uh, we're going to play about 90 seconds for the people. We'll be back on the other side to uh, talk about that. But right now this is about 90 seconds of come away and we'll see you uh, on the other side. All right, guys, we are back. That was uh, United Pursuit and Come Away. So, Rodney, why were you so adamant about this song uh, being the
2: one? That song, you cannot – you can listen to it and enjoy it, and it's poetic, but you can't play it as a musician and sing it in a worship setting without it having some sort of impact on you. It – um, the, the, the words are too they're too real and I mean you could probably say that about a lot of worship songs in fact I'm sure I can but come away with me it's going to be wild it's going to be great it's going to be full of me I mean you know you can we can say all that stuff all right god yeah this is the safest place to be is in your lap in the storm and that's true but do you really want to be in that storm you know, are you ready for it to be wild? And how do you de- how do you define wild? How do you define great? Um, how do you define yeah. something that's full of God? I mean, yeah, it's gonna, it's sure it's gonna be safe, but you might not feel safe. Not gonna, <laughs> you might not know what's around that next corner. So, I mean, to to sing that song with honesty and conviction um, is the only way to do it really yeah i mean and it's and it's undeniable <laughs> it yeah y- you can't you can't fake that song and and once again yeah. you can say that probably about a lot of worship songs you know like oceans or you know some of many others come to mind but for me that one I i don't i don't get through the words with super honesty i had to, i actually had a friend I told him I, I can't really play this song. It's a super easy song. It's got the the one to the minor six that I'm such a sucker for. You know, it just sounds such. It's the best sound in music, in all honesty. And and um, I was just telling him, I'm like, I, I can't play this song with honesty. And he's like, he's like, dude, you need to have that song playing in your house every single night. You know, you need to, you need to be feasting on that. Yeah. yeah. So to, yeah, it's. I mean, once again, yeah, a a bunch of different worship songs you can say that about, but that one for me, it's, that's when the honesty hits, you know?
0: Well, and for me, the, the, the idea of, of come away with me, you know, when I'm with a person and I know it's safe because, and and it might be wild. Like I always think when I fly, when there's turbulence, the first thing my eyes go to is the flight crew. If they're okay. Okay. Then I think, okay, they've done this. They know it. I'm with them. They don't seem to be bothered, so I'm not going to be bothered. Now, if I see them, you know, checking their seatbelts, then I'm going to be thinking, all right, this might get a little bit more adventurous than I want. But I can remember standing in the pool with my daughter on the side of it saying, you know, come to me. It's, it's It'll be okay. It'll be safe. I know it's scary, but I've got this. And I see so much more than you see. And God sees so much more than I see and when he says "come away with me," mm-hmm. yeah, it it's gonna be. It's not a setup. It's not a sucker punch. Yeah. God doesn't. He doesn't go for gotcha
2: stuff like that. And even just the come away, the, that line itself—a a way to where <laughs> or from where? <laughs> from where? From where? Yeah. You know, exactly. a lot of times
0: I don't want to be where I am. So yeah, come away. All right, sure. Yeah, but but what's it? Yeah, it's and and when you look at the lyrics of the song, I mean, it it's it's a tiny little thing. I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't go on and on and on forever, and, and try to, you know, paint a different picture. It's just saying this right here, and it's—it's it's simple but powerful. It, it is,
2: yeah, it really is. Yeah, and I mean, just the story of it too. I mean, I don't, just the 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 the, the way the song came about is just amazing to me. It was just prophetic, um, spontaneous worship with, uh, um, I believe they were with Heidi Baker out in Mozambique. And, um, uh, I guess it's Brock human, I guess one, somebody is Heidi Baker's son-in-law, somebody in the band and they're just playing it and playing it and they're just running, running this chord progression and they started singing it and it was just spontaneous prophetic. Here it is. And now it's, and now it's a song.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for that. So, um, you kind of asked Jude to come away with you guys, and uh, God asked you to come away with him with, with Jude, and I'm guessing it's been wild. Um, you've got two kids now, um, but tell us about about Jude growing up and then the decisions you had to make after, uh, after he was born.
1: Uh, you know, after he was born, we had we had a nice little, well, I want to say a reprieve before we had to start doing a ton of stuff, but we did go to a few extra appointments when he was little, and um, right away, we had to go see an orthopedic surgeon and kind of start figuring out what we wanted to look at down the road, and um, I think, was he six weeks, eight weeks old? He ended up wearing um, a brace for hip dysplasia, so we kind of thought we're not going to have to do anything definite until he's a little bit older but he had to wear um, a brace for for like nine months because his hips were, he had dysplasia, and they wanted to correct that before we did any kind of surgery or procedure. But um, our orthopedic surgeon, I think for his case, um, people usually either elect to do amputation and get fitted for prosthetics so they can walk, or um, if they have a not as severe, deformity. They may have an option to do like a limb lengthening and try to save the foot, but he didn't really have that option. He didn't really have um, feet that he could use. So he was never really going to stand on them. And he didn't. He crawled until the first time he stood up was after he had surgery and got prosthetic. So, um, you know, we kind of worked through all that and wondering if we were making the right decision. And um, yeah, we ended up, electing to do what the doctor recommended. And he when he was about 18 months old, he had um, bilateral um, signs amputation through the feet. And um, so he's got most of his lower limb. He's below the knee and he's got most of his shin, um, if you will, like a, quite a bit of his limb. Um, and he got prosthetics just for how busy.
2: Just before two.
1: 21 months or so. He took a little time to heal, and yeah, um, yeah he, we got him fitted, and that's the first time he stood up and took off on him. Within, I would say, within um, three weeks or so, he was up and going like full.
0: That's just nuts.
1: <laughs> now,
0: you you can't get a lot of deep conversation with a two year old, no, but you can still see what's going on. And what was what was his reaction to? the prosthetic and and
1: we you know uh, we started following some groups we wanted to know what to expect and they initially wanted to do surgery when he was they like to do it when they're closer to nine or ten months around the time they would be standing up but i honestly think we weren't quite ready for it and um we had him scheduled and then we really weren't sure and um we kind of wanted to wait and he ended up getting a cold or something and they had to cancel we were kind of grateful for the time But by the time you know we rescheduled he was a little bit older and i think that that helped us have a little more time to get ready and then also because he was 18 months um he was ready to go but some of the forums we were following said you know these kids they they don't like the prosthetics i don't they're hard to get them into them and you can't communicate with them as well and i'm trying to get a kid to sit still or put something on their leg i mean I mean you can't keep shoes on any kids so
0: exactly yeah any like
1: gear on them that involves strapping and a bunch of complicated stuff um but he, he did really well he did better than they thought he was gonna do and he, he took to him pretty well
2: he took his first steps at our friend's wedding out in arizona um mm-hmm. Those were his actual actual first steps yeah. on his own, yeah, out on the dance floor, which was pretty. Oh, nice! This was actually pretty cool. To a show a, off yeah. for everybody yeah, on video, um, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah.
0: Was- everybody loved it except for was the bride okay with it? I don't
1: think people knew was what was okay going on. Most people didn't know it was Bobby and I. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I didn't
1: know. Mm -hmm. but you know we were holding his hands kind of dancing around and then i think i let go of his hands and he just kind of started going we were like what what what? (laughs) yeah
2: wow (laughs) so wow so let me just hit this real quick signs was the um for your medical listeners um medically interested listeners signs is the, the the procedure he had where they cut through the ankle what there is of an ankle and then they save the the heel skin and they stretch that around, stretch it underneath the, um, remaining, um, tibia bone. So that, that gives them like basically a pad to walk on. Okay. So his, um, his right one is his dominant leg. So that one stretched over nicely. His left leg, we had a little complication with it. Um, I don't know if we need to go into all that. But it didn't quite stretch around as nice, so that's kind of his—that's his, um, that's tender his, his more tender leg, and yeah, we well, all come to come to know that, you know. when <laughs> he bumps that one, you know, he has a he has a certain little screen when he bumps that one. Yeah. So we know that. Um, but yeah, so that's the process. It's called signs. S y m e s.
0: And everything grows like just normal now. When he grows, is it the? the other bones that are there do what they're supposed to do everything
1: mm-hmm. grows um she so now i mean when she first got fitted i think we went back to get new ones within six seven months and then uh, as he got older um it looks like we'll be going about once a year or mm-hmm. so depending on okay. whether or not it's in a growth spurt but that's about how often he needs to get new ones so we're on pair what i don't know bye Black, We've had fights. <laughs> he goes by the design on um, the pattern. Star
2: Wars, <laughs> DC. Now we're just a straight black again. So how many were? I don't know, maybe six. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So, yeah. what
0: what are his thoughts about the legs? He he, probably I'm guessing doesn't really no life without it. So it's just the way it is
1: without it. And he, he, doesn't remember before he we've told him that, um, he pretty much just says, this is how I was born. When people ask about his legs, mm-hmm. he said I was born with different legs and this is how I walk. But you know, we've never really, we've talked a little bit about surgery, but we haven't actually had that conversation with him yet about mm-hmm. all the details of surgery and finding he's kind of a detail oriented kid. Yes. And, um, I feel like uh-huh. he's got kind of that strategic, like, I need to understand the process and every little piece of it. And, um, I don't know if he's ready to process all that detail. So we haven't told right. him all of that in, you know, I don't think he needs to know it yet. He hasn't asked a ton about it, but, um,
2: right.
1: he would give him as much as he wants to take in. And I think for him, it's mostly like how much do I need to know to do what I'm doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And, we've given him enough for that. So like, how do I function on other kids? What are some basic questions I need to answer and pull up? Let's go. He doesn't really care that much.
2: He's got some, he's got some fun lines already. I remember just at the playground for his first little stint there at uh, kindergarten. Some of the kids were asking him, you know, or what is that? Or what's, what's on your legs? Or, you know, they could see the, I believe it was DC comics at the time. And it's like, what's on your legs? And he's like, or what is that? And he said, oh, that helps me walk. And that's that. And that's all he said. <laughs> and that was, yeah. that was That was the end of what he felt they needed to know. Another thing that's kind of interesting about um, him and his legs is you can always tell when he's comfortable at a setting because he'll take his legs off. You know, when when he's at school. When he was at kindergarten um, for the half year before the world went crazy, he. Um, he, you know, he would keep him on all day. But then, you know, if we're at a friend's house or something and he's starting to play with other kids or whatever, you could tell he was comfortable because the legs would come off and he's playing on the floor or whatever. Yeah. That, that was always kind of like the indication of I'm comfortable here.
1: Well, just like right. you kick your shoes off. I mean, mm-hmm. they're heavy and they're sweaty. Yeah. So when he gets yeah. home, he pretty much kicks them off and leaves them at the door. If he's not going to be up running around right away, if he's going to be down playing like Legos or anything, mm-hmm. they come off. And um he's pretty much on his knees a lot, so or laying on his stomach like playing. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's fine. Now uh so you had a second child. Yes. Um and earlier you said that this was a congenital thing. Yeah. And being a non uh medical person, uh what is the difference between congenital and genetic and do they sound the same? Are they what what is that? Mean?
1: You know, I'm I'm pretty far removed from my genetics class and um nursing school and all that but basically congenital just means a birth defect so it's something that happened in the womb now when they start calling it genetically linked that is um assuming that there there is something in your gene line that predisposed him to that and then it can be repeated um now when we did our research my understanding on fibula hemophilia, i think the jury's still out on it but most of the research we find um and I don't think they know enough about it yet, but they, they say it's it's not genetic and that they don't find a chromosome or they can't look back and say you're a carrier, this is why it happened. It's just one of those splutes they don't know. So they can't, can't okay. look for it, you can't find it, you can't really. However, um, I found after doing more and more research that that's for one side, but when you get into bilateral limb deficiency, the odds that it's not genetically linked um, go down so it's okay. just um, not that common that you would have that problem in both legs if there wasn't some kind of genetic i just don't think they've researched it enough or had enough cases to where they can find out what it might be But uh, yeah and there i well i don't think i've ever read of any cases where it showed up in the same family but mm-hmm. i suppose that could yeah he's got there still could be a chance that we could have a child with it but uh-huh. i i don't think that's um I don't see much documentation.
2: And a lot of, some of the other families that. we follow, it's just one kid in the family. Yeah. Some of the, some of the families we meet at some of the events. It's
1: usually, yeah. it's usually just one kid. I, it most, yeah. I think they're saying it's not really your chance of having another child, but that would, that you shouldn't really worry about that. But mm-hmm. if they don't know that much about it, then I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How come? you feel by that, but yeah. Uh,
0: so does he, um, You said that, you know, he'll get comfortable to take his legs off. Does he, is he old enough, silly enough, goofy enough to play jokes with him, do things like, you know, spending the night at grandma's house and leave it in her bed or something like that? Or, I mean, does he, does he have fun with it or is it just like you said it's just a shoe i think so it does. doesn't
1: and, um
2: she's getting there
1: you know what i would say like getting. for example when when we were getting ready to take her to preschool we were overly concerned about it i mean as a mom my fear is like how's he gonna take care of himself we have to tell people the teachers and so they know how to manage him. but then also like i don't want other kids to pick on him and you want to make sure that they're, they understand what's going on and um so we like did all this research and we found a book that we could take so they could explain it to the other kids. And the teachers were like, you know, we'll read the book, but most kids at that age, they're hardly going to notice and they, they they won't make a big deal out of it, but we'll read the book and whatever you guys want to try. And they, they didn't pay attention to it. Most of the kids had no clue what was going on. But I do remember after like the first week or two of him being in preschool, <laughs> the teacher telling me, well, he did take them off at nap time and we had to remind him and the other kids that they were not swords and they were like fighting with each other and I'm like that's funny so instead of <laughs> getting picked on they're like just don't make him a weapon and you'll yeah. be fine but, um well that's how they took it and I was like what were we worrying about These, the kids didn't and, and I would say by kindergarten I mean they're really just starting to process more of that like this is how you look this is how I look and but he was yeah. lots curiosity and kids were pretty just curious and he kinda knew what to say. So
0: Yeah. I think And you said you when you were going through the, the leg count, it sounds like he accessorizes uh with the, whatever decorative scene yeah. we're in. Yeah. Yeah. So the so how does what I mean can you virtually pick anything you want and they'll print it on it or they have like here's a catalog? You
2: you you buy a fabric. So we basically buy a yard of oh. fabric from Amazon. It's like a surfboard. So they and they resin it in, you know, they oh wow in, and then the resin goes right over it. So it's sealed in. It's like a- now
0: being the graphic design guy, uh are you Tempted to like, okay, I could do some really cool stuff with uh, the boys' legs here, put my face on it. Or, yeah. I mean, I saw a guy one time at the aquarium and he had a tattoo of himself on his shin as a Lego figure. I was like, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> d- do you have any ideas of doing this kind of stuff? Or, or, well,
2: yeah, but mostly right now. Well, that's funny that you say that because on his cast, when he was casted, you know, they, they have to, after the surgery, they do a full cast. I would just, um, in the Sharpie, just the biggest Sharpie I could get, I would write, you know, just undeniable right down the side of it. Oh, um, so I did that nice. a couple times, but, um, re- really lately we've kind of just been leaving it up to him. So yeah. He chose, um, Spider-Man the first time, cause that's what they had on site. And we weren't really sure that we didn't really know that's how it worked. So they had some yeah. left over from somebody else. So that was Spider-Man. And then from there, we kind of learned, OK, we can we just buy a yard on Amazon. And we bought um, what was next, Star Wars. And then we did DC. Yeah. And then these current, most current ones, he just wanted the straight black. So, we, yeah. okay. so I guess we could put stickers on him, and or we could give him some stickers, and he could do that if he wants.
1: You know what, he turns them up so quickly he gets them, yeah. yeah they're shiny and fresh and, yeah. we, and then we go scraped up yeah. and we come back in and then our prosthetic just laughs he goes great get them dirty mess them up yeah. that's what they're for he's like don't bring them back to me clean and he's, yeah he's, yeah he's
0: yeah he's well you know I, it, anybody good. who sees your your instagram page will know that they're not going to stay pristine for very long because he is if nothing an active yes uh little guy yeah yeah it, it blows my mind i i oftentimes forget like oh wait a minute he, he's got prosthetics and I think with pants on I mean it's easy to tell when he's standing in the beach mm-hmm. you know in the water that's going over that's that's easier to tell but with pants on I I really don't know that I would have any clue mm-hmm. that he's got anything going on differently
1: no, and you notice the older he gets, the better the technology gets on his feet. He gets kind of upgraded as he gets older on um, the type of foot and what he's taught, what he can tolerate, and um, you know, depending on how coordinated he is and how strong he's getting, the uh, the leg gets a little more complex, and um, his motion becomes more natural. So, like you said, in pants, it's like wow you know, we were laughing in the break talking about a gala. They went to preschool together. And um, I don't know if the the little girl knew, but the mother had no clue. And she was there every day to pick her daughter up and would interact with Jude. And he would run around and play. And at the end of our time at preschool, you know, he got an award. They hand out awards to all the kids. And he got one of the awards for, what, what was it being? Adventure. Yeah, he got the Adventure Award. They were like introducing, you know, those kids that are always up at the highest part of the playground or hanging on the top of the building or the tree or, you know, those kids. They had like,
2: a fence they could climb.
1: Yeah, oh. if there's anything <laughs> the highest point they could climb up or jump off of, you know those yeah. kids. That was That was you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the the little girl's mom, it, it took her the whole two years before she realized he had prosthetics. She's like, I had no... Oh, wow. He took him off and she's like, I almost had a heart attack. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought he was just <laughs> around like everybody else. So. We've had some,
2: some unexpected comedy as well where he was actually you know, as he starts to grow out of his legs, they don't fit as well and they'll start to fall off some. <laughs> and he was actually, I think he was wearing pants at the time, which actually added to the, the horror, if we could call <laughs> it that He was running down the aisle in church after, after service or something. And um, he, he took a fall because that's what he does. And um, it, it, his leg fell, but it didn't come out of his pants and turned around. You know and oh and so there were it yeah, looked so you,
1: like he had a complex yeah. fracture it was yeah. like yeah. and the way it was poking up through his pants and he fell down right in front of this guy who barely knew him uh-huh. and he was crying because he fell and he was frustrated but he sounded hurt and when he looked down at his leg he was like about to pass out and he was like
2: Oh, he
1: thought like, he thought horribly like injured his in leg. Wow!
2: And he was crying like only yeah.
1: a you know a preschooler can cry over something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> And then you go up as a parent and just say, I can fix this. Well, I'm
1: like, I know. I'm like, like a little twist. He's fine. I'm like, You're fine. And the guy's looking at me like, uh-uh. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? He's fine. He i like, just <laughs> his hand up and, you, and I was like, yeah. Put it back together. And he got up and more like, oh. the guy there. Though, I thought, That should have been taped. Mm-hmm. And then we got yeah. it with him every time we saw him after that. Yeah. But that's funny. Pretty priceless. Yeah. <laughs> pretty
2: good.
0: Yeah. Well, so so, what is the message out of the mess here uh, for people listening?
2: I can give something pretty quick that actually happened from the time we first recorded till now. And I mean, this is kind of who I am anyway, but on our street, there's a oh, 20, 30 something, I don't know how old anybody is, um, young man. And he's got um, a, prosth- a prosthetic leg as well. And we ran into him like once or twice. And then he was working at the little call it bodega at the end of the block. And um, I would just kind of talk to him some. And, you know, I just say, you know, just I just want you to know you're you to me are an inspiration to my boy, because there's going to be a day where he's out on his own away from us, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, I just I just watch you. I see how you get around. And I think, OK, you know, he's going to be OK. And, um, so I, we've sort of made a little bit of a tiny, you know, passing relationship with this guy. And, um, I just, one day the Lord was, was just on my heart and he's like, you need, you need to give this guy, you need to donate this guy to help him get a new foot. Cause he was telling me, oh yeah, my, he'd actually lost his insurance with all the COVID and everything. Um, he's like, yeah, my, my foot and the inside of the foot and the foot shell is all duct taped together. It's like, He's like, I've stapled it. I've duct taped it. I have like glued it. You could see him. Like he wasn't, I don't want to call it limping because you could just see he was being careful with it so that it wouldn't break further. And I mean, just the Lord just impressed on my heart. It's like, you got, you need to do something, figure out something. And I had a couple extra bucks laying around and um, I just, we put it in an envelope and I was like, all right, I'm taking it down to him and I don't, I know that, you know, at that age, he's, he knows his measurements. He knows what he needs and he just buys all his gear off eBay, you know, like people that buy secondhand stuff. And, um, and I just, yeah, I had a couple extra bucks and so we put it in an envelope and I'd walk it down and it's like, Oh, he's not working. Tonight. Okay. Well, we'll wait till the next night. Okay. He's not working tonight. I'm like, all right, well, we're about to move out. We got to go find him. And he was finally there. I dropped it off to him and um, we just gave him a note, you know, just telling him how he's dearly loved and he's an inspiration to us and just how awesome, um, how much, how much the Lord loves him. You know, we didn't, we didn't preach to him. We just gave him just enough, you know? And um, he was just so grateful. Later he sent me a pic of the, he's like, I bought a brand new foot this time and he was super <laughs> about it. And um it just the, he gave me a text and he's like, you don't know how, you don't know how much this actually helps confidence it's like not yeah. only just moving around confidence but just confidence of right you know, he's working in a store where he's got to reach up and get stuff down from ladders or whatnot um it was just such a like a, a blessing to me because like you know there's yeah like i said there's a there's going to be a day where jude is away from us and i want to know that i just hope and hope and pray to know that there's going to be people around him that want to help boost his confidence as well. And so I knew that that's what we could do at this time. We've yeah. Since developed a little relationship with this guy, I'm, you know, texting relationship, I suppose by now, but yeah. Um, just, I think that was, that was huge for me because that's, I love to give, I love to have, but I love to give as well. Um, so the Lord, yeah, that was something that was like, you know, laser pointed, you know, yeah a situation in our life and a chance to give as well yeah so that was that's one thing i've come from it. i'm sure you have, you've got some other things
1: um i don't know there there's so much that you can say but i i feel like over time now i mean he's going to be seven in december and we've just watched him do you know initially i think at our first appointment with the orthopedic surgeon she told us you know, we'll have him up and running. And we were like, that, that was so far down the road for us. We're like, he, he can't even, he can't stand up and we don't even know what we're gonna do, like surgery-wise. But, you know, to watch over the years that he has, he's up and he's running, he's jumping, he's climbing. Um, we go to the beach, he learned how to boogie board. this summer, wow. he, he scooters, He you know, he does everything. And um, more than I want him to. Sometimes, like mm-hmm. every girl, <laughs> like, "Hey, mom, and I don't want to watch what you're doing." <laughs> but, um, that's been the best part, I think, just knowing he really can do anything he wants to do. So we're we're big encouragers of him to tell him, um, "Don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do what you want to do." So that part's yeah. reliable. He's he's gonna go for it, and um, he's pretty tenacious. So. He gets an idea. And if he can't do it, like everybody else, he'll do a workaround. He will find a way to yeah. get it done. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty good at my guy wearing things. And
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: so we're that part's exciting to watch him, just knowing he's going to be okay and he's going to figure it out. And Ronnie always has told him, you know what? People may not always remember your name, but they're going to remember your legs and your face. So you make sure that you're being kind and that you're b- being a good example because you're going to stick out in a crowd. People remember you which is really good. So, you know, always at school is noted for being pretty compassionate and being the kid that would help other kids. So, I like that. Mm
2: -hmm. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you guys so much. I am glad that we uh, finally got to redo this. And I I keep checking, I see it's still recording, so we (laughs) should be good. Uh, But um, I just want to thank you so much. Do you have any uh, place that people can go if they've got um, uh, kids with... uh, problems uh with in a pregnancy or anything like any
1: resources?
2: yeah resources I mean, that's the word we did what probably nearly everybody does now we found a facebook group so okay yeah, i'm sure that's not the exciting answer you're looking for
0: no, no, no. That's okay. It's it's so yeah. It's just there's 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 resources out there.
1: Yeah, there's, there's um, and that's that important. follow, but I think more what you might be looking for. We talked about last time is we got involved right away with the Challenged Athletes, Athletes Foundation. You know. and they're huge. Um, but They're based out of San Diego, and um, they're a great resource for their whole movement. Is make sure kids stay active, get them involved. They They um, give out a ton of grants every year for kids with um, any different kinds of disabilities, but a ton of like limb deficiency to Mm -hmm. get them gear, um, get them active, get them into camps, make sure that they can get involved in sports and adaptive gear. Um, And that's been a really good plug for the community. They're based here, so we go to their event every year, but um, that's been a good connection to see what they do. And um, they actually, you know, they gave us a grant for a free Y membership. For our family, that oh, cool. keep you guys active, mm-hmm. make sure it gets out and does stuff. So it's been really cool. That's a huge one. Amputee um, uh-huh. Coalition is another one. Mm-hmm. Those are the two major ones. But um, the Y is pretty good. And
2: then and in LA, they have the Angel City Games, yeah. which is all. It's it's not a it's not a Special Olympics. It's a um, a camp. A, I, I mean. Yeah, it's a disability Olympics. Yeah. Okay. That kind of, okay. Yeah um cool.
0: cool like a paralympics kind
2: of thing yeah yeah it's, yeah that realm
1: yeah and then camp no limits another. No so there's quite mm-hmm. a few things that they can get involved in mm-hmm.
2: but, and yeah. then just like a list of names of some actual olympians um rudy garcia tolson um he's actually from san diego he's a swimmer um who was similar condition and then um a sprinter blake Leeper, who is actually I think he is the fastest um, amputee right now and he does beat able-bodied people regularly. And he's got a really, uh, his name is Blake Leeper, American Blade Runner, he goes by and he's got a really good Instagram. And then um, really big personality, Uh, who's the other swimmer, can't think of him. There's another girl that helped him out, Molly Ann Rhodes, she's, you can find her on Instagram. Roderick. Uh, Roderick, Roderick. That's
1: his last name. I don't know. I'm going to mess that up. Yeah, anyway, Roderick, a, yeah. A bunch of fun athletes that have been great role models. And we take Jude mm-hmm. every year and they remember him. They mm-hmm. let him jump at the pole. They show them stuff. They hang out. They're, cool. they're Who's that
2: little girl? Um, not little girl. She's got the she's got the huge story. Boy, I'm sorry. Um,
1: Anyhow, if you look at yeah, Challenge you'll Athletes, <laughs> you'll find them. They're all yeah. they're big. They're all over their website. Excellent.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, for everybody uh, who's listening, thanks for doing that. If you have more questions, uh, if you send it into info at MessItUpPodcast.com, intern Dave will get that and we can forward it on to Rodney and Jennifer. Uh, if you want to talk to me, it's BowTieGuy at com. Don't forget to check us out on all the social media outlets that we're on. And uh, please consider becoming a patron by going to MessItUpPodcast.com clicking on the become a patron uh button there and it's uh literally as little as a dollar a month uh can help the uh, ministry grow so we really appreciate all that uh rodney and jennifer thanks a whole bunch for doing this and uh we will see the rest of you guys the next time we mess it Mm -hmm. up